All right, Rabbi a good Ner Shabbos, such a schos to, uh, to be able to continue this beautiful limo together. First, I want to thank the sponsors for tonight's shir, to thank Rabbi Huda and Bracha Buchwalter for dedicating the shir tonight in commemoration of the anniversary of Kristallnacht and in memory of all that was lost and the deliverance that Yehuda's father had on that night and that day. Hashem. Should be t- the Torah that we learn should be an aliyah for the neshamas of the six million kedoshim, and the Mirat Hashem should be a schus for all of us in our mishpachas for many years to come. So we'll say. So tonight, you know, p- part of my goal, I actually going to tell you the truth. I saw I was going to do another piece by the by the Lubavitcher Rebbe tonight because I was yeah, I saw a beautiful, beautiful piece by him. But the truth is, I, I think part of the the goal of our chabura is that a Mirat Hashem to be able to to experience different rebbes and different approaches and different ideas. So tonight, the Hashem, we're going to do a piece from Blevi Yitzchak Berdichev. So if anyone needs the sheets, they're right over here. We can listen to And again, please help yourself to a l'chaim. So, okay, so just to give you a little bit of background, there is so Blevi Yitzchak Berdichev, also known as Blevi Yitzchak Ben Sarah Sasha. Blevi Yitzchak was not just the Rebbe, but Blevi Yitzchak was the Rebbe of Rebbes. Blevi Yitzchak was legendary for his Avas Yisrael. You know, Klaag Godel life is, it's easy to love people who are lovable. Right, and it's easy to love people who you who you like, and it's easy to love people who are like you, who believe like you, who practice like you. It's much more difficult to love every Jew. You know, they're, they're, it's, we're, we're we're a difficult nation, and the truth is, we're a stiff-necked nation. And there's a lot of times where, at the end of the day, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to coexist. And the godless of Levi was that he mamish loved every single yid. He loved. He just loved every single Jew in such, a, in such a dramatic fashion, with such an unbridled sense of acceptance, an unbridled sense of avas Yisrael, an un- thank you, an, un- an unbridled sense of just such incredible commitment. And the stories of Rabbi Levi Yitzhak are really, are really legendary. They're, they're really just absolutely exceptional. And his, the way he was always able to be Malamit Tzchos, the way he was always able to see the positive in every single individual, and always able to see the good in every single circumstance. And even when anyone else just saw a sinner, or anyone else just saw a Yid who was down and out, or maybe Yitzchak somehow was able to see the good. And that's why, again, you know, in Chassidus it's understood that even just to say the name, Levi Yitzchak ben Sarah Sasha, that was the Rebbe's name, Levi Yitzchak, his mother Sarah Sasha, to just say the Rebbe's name is a schos. Is a schos. And that's why I would tell you, if you don't own a copy of Kiddushas Levi, you must, you must, before Shabbos, purchase a copy of Kiddushas Levi. Even if you're never going to learn it, and even if you're never going to read it, a, a, a Jewish home has to have Kiddushas Levi. Has to have because you could keep the binding intact the whole time, but it's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta be there. It's gotta be there. So we'll see with that. Let's take a look. So just to give you a little bit of context over here. So the the pasuk says as follows. So we're actually quoting. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm gonna mark it off on the sheets. It's page kuf ayin dalid. Page kuf ayin dalid. So the Rebbe quotes over. You see where I am? Kuf ayin dalid. Yeah, I should say the. Uh, yeah, it's, it says the, the, the number on the page on the, on the, please help yourself to something to eat. We'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. But I mean, so please, Yona, thank you so much. Shakar, thank you. So again, well, please, thank you, Zevi. Someone has to be an action Ben Aminadav over here, right? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. So we'll say, so, so let me show you something interesting. Let me just get a chumish. I'm not getting child, I'm getting a chumish. 
So just, uh, please, really, eat, eat, eat. So let me tell you the Pasuk that the Rebbe is quoting over here. So remember, again, beginning of Parshas Vayetze is Yaakov Avinu running away from home. And ultimately, again, as he falls asleep that first night, he has this dramatic vision. And in this vision, he sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Rebbe Shalom is talking to him. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him the following. Let me find it. Beginning of Parshas Vayetze, Pasuk says... Pasuk says, I'm sorry. Pasuk says as follows. V'hine anochi imach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to be with you, u'shmartich ha'bachol ha'shateleich, and I'll watch you wherever you go. V'ashivosa el ha'adama, I'll also bring you back home. Kilo e'ezovcha, I will never leave you. Ad asher imasisi eis asher dibarti lach. Okay? HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm not leaving you. I'm not forsaking you. I'm with you, lockstep, every step. So the Pasik then says that what happens? Yaakov Avinu goes at Vayidar Yaakov Neder Lemar. Yaakov makes a neder. He makes a vow. And what's the vow? If Hashem will be with me, and he'll watch me, he'll guard me on this way. He gives me bread to eat, food, to, uh, clothing to wear. And he allows me to get home to my family safely. Then Hashem will be my God. Okay, so this is the conversation. Hakadosh Baruch Hu telling Avram, uh, telling telling Yaakov, "I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to be with you." Yaakov wakes up, builds a mizbeach, says to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "If you are with me and you watch over me on the way and bring me back home and give me what to eat and give me what to wear, I'm, I'm your man. You're my God." Good. That's the background. Says Rabbi Yitzchok. So Yaakovinu says, "If Hashem will be with me." Says the Rebbe quotes the Ramban, Ayim Ramban, Sheikhsha, Halokvarif Tiach Loakel, Umahaya Hasafik. So the Ramban already asks a simple question. He says the Psukim don't seem to make sense. Why? Because Akadish Baruchu already told Yaakov Avinu what? I'm gonna watch over you, I'm gonna take care of you, and I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. Right? Akadish Baruchu already said that to Yaakov, he already, he already said it. He already said it. Bosai page Kuf Ayin Dalid, pages is Kuf Ayin Dalid on the left hand column, Imye Elokim Imadi. So the Ramban already asked, the Ramban says, I don't understand. Why does Yaakov have to go ahead and make another nether? Right? So God already said he's going to be with you. God already said he's going to watch over you. If that's the case, then why does Yaakov Avinu have to say, Hashem, if you're with me? If you're with me, and if you bring me back home, then you're my God. Kodesh Baruch Hu already promised he's going to be with Yaakov. He's going to watch over Yaakov. So what's the pshat? So ultimately, the Ramban quotes the Medrash, and the Medrash says, Ulai yigra machet. So this is actually a very profound yisod. The Ramban says that what Yaakov Avinu was concerned about was as follows. Kodesh Baruch Hu promised him that he's going to be with him. Right? The Ramban promised Yaakov Avinu, I'll be with you every step of the way. What was Yaakov concerned about? Maybe I'll sin. Maybe I'll sin. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised me he's going to be with me as long as I'm holding on a particular level. But at the end of the day, thank you, but at the end of the day, but mamish, mamish, incredible. Hey, so, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry I meant to bring you out. He'll say, so, so again, so the Ramban says something amazing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes Yaakov, you know, the promise, I'm going to be with you. I'll be with you every step of the way. So why does Yaakov have to say, God, if you're with me? HaKadosh Baruch Hu already promised it. Yaakov, you know, was scared. He was scared, maybe I'll sin. Maybe I'll sin. Maybe I'll make a mistake. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to be with me. 
In other words, that he understood that at the end of the day, perhaps God's promise was predicated on Yaakov Avinu's holding on a particular spiritual level. But if Yaakov Avinu would sin, if Yaakov Avinu would slip, then at the end of the day, perhaps, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would not be with him any longer. So therefore, he says, Venir, so, says here, so this is the Ramban. So, this is the Ramban. so Yaakov Avinu restates, he restates, and he goes ahead and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you'll be with me, right? You'll be with me, right? Because Yaakov Avinu was scared if he sins, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to remove his Ashkacha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to remove his divine providence, and therefore, Yaakov Avinu comes along and re-emphasizes the Tanai with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So says the Rebbe, you listen to this Rebbe, say, V'nirali, Sherab Marach Cholom V'hineh Anochi Imach, Ushmartiha B'chala Sheteilech, V'ashivosicha Al Ha'adama, Kilo Ha'azovcha Ad Asher Imasisi Eis Asher Dibarti Loch. We have a contest. How much noise can we make with the ice? What's going on here? Right? So, so what happens? So says, so says there was something amazing. So remember again, Yaakov Avinu in the dream. Yaakov Avinu in the dream sees Hakadosh Baruch Hu talking to him, and the Rebbeinu Shalom is literally saying, Yaakov, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Right? I'm just going to be with you every step of the way. ad asher imasisi ein lo perish. So we'll say Rabbi Yitzchak picks up on something else over here. Right, the pasuk is pasuk is Hime Anochimach. Hashem says to Hashem says to Yaakov Avinu, "I'll be with you. I'll be, I'll be with you. Ushmarticha, and I'll watch over you. B'chol Hashetilech, everywhere you go. V'ashivosicha la'adama, and I'll go and I'll return you back to Eretz Yisrael. Kilo ezavcha, I will not leave you. Ad asher imasisi is asher di bartilach until I do for you that which I said I would do for you." So says the Rebbe, that last phrase, Ad asher imasisi eis asher dibarti loch. I won't leave you until I do that thing that I said for you. That phrase is extra. That phrase is extra. What does that mean? So we'll say, get ready for this. Rak shafta chaso shal Hashem yizbarach hayo bezeoven. And we'll say, you see, what, here's what the Rebbe is struggling with. When you look at the dialogue between Yaakov and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it seems very repetitive. Right? Chalash Baruch Hu begins by saying, Yaakov, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm going to take care of you every step of the way. Right? I'll return you back. I'll watch over you. All right? Then, Yaakov says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you're with me and you stay with me every step of the way and you bring me back. So, Yaakov, why do you have to repeat that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu already said it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu already promised you. That's number one. Number two, Hashem says to Yaakov, I'll be with you. I'll watch over you. I'll return you to your land and I won't leave you until I have done that which I have told you. Why do you need that phrase, until you have done that which I have told you? In other words, well, what's, what's the pshat with that phrase? So he says like this, The promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made to Yaakov Avinu was in the following fashion. This is so profound. The Ribbono Shal Olam helps us to serve him. You see, I want to say, I want to say something very important. The reason why it's important to learn Chassidus is because when you learn a piece by Rabbi Yitzhak Abedichev, you're not simply learning like a nice insight into a Pasuk. You're learning philosophy of Yiddishkeit, right? Chassidus is, is a particular brand of philosophy of Yiddishkeit. So what the Rebbe is developing over here is not just an insight into a Pasuk. What the Rebbe is developing over here is an, an insight into Yiddishkeit. So he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps us 
to be successful in our Yiddishkeit. I'm sorry. who helps us to serve Him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps us along the way. In other words, in the quest to find God, we don't have to go at it alone. In the quest to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Rebono Shal Olam is aiding us in that mission. He says, Umishamram, umatzila mikol And HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves us from the missteps and the accidents of life. I will say, isn't this incredible? HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands me to serve Him and I find my way to Him. But he helps me along that journey. I don't have to do it on my own. Because Baruch is not standing by the sidelines. He's actively aiding and assisting me. But the Rebbe says, here's the difference. If a person knows how to daven, and we'll define what this means, if a person has seichel, a person has wisdom, and they know how to daven, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just help them unless they first ask. Right? So we'll say, see here the model? In the, in the pursuit of finding the Ribbon Shalom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helps us along that journey. Right? Because like the Rebbe said, Mesayel ibn Abdam la'avdo ki hu ha-melech tov. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good. And that good manifests itself in the fact that He wants us to be successful and aids us in the process and in the journey of spiritual success. But says the Rebbe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if a person knows how to daven, a person has seichel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't help unless you ask. You ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. So again, quotes over here are very dramatic medrash. The medrash says, why is it that the, the imos, our, 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 our matriarchs, were barren? Sidibo said, this is incredible. This medrash always bothered me because it sounds a little strange. Right? Why were the emos, why were the matriarchs barren? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted their tefillos. I will say, if you think about it, it's so strange. First of all, God doesn't need anything and He doesn't need our prayers. So what's the pshat? First of all, you subject these women to so much agony, to so much pain, to so much heartbreak because you want them to daven. Says, no, 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 that's not the pshat. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu is demonstrating to us through the Imos is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always ready and willing to help. But if you have the ability first to help yourself, you have to do that part first before HaKadosh Baruch Hu steps in. See, the Imos were barren. So the Imos could have also said, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you control life. You write the Mafteach Shachaya, the key of birth is in your hands. So you decide to give me a baby. What is it? It's not up to me. They davened. And by davening, what they demonstrated for us is HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, I'm always willing to help. But if you want my help, you have to first do something also. It's not just, there, there's no, right? Only the government gives things out for free, right? At, at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, there's no divine stimulus checks that just show up in your mailbox. You want something? You want something? You have to ask. You want something? You have to daven. You want something? You have to put in the effort. That was the model that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was showing us through the emos. You want children, emos, show future generations that when you want something, you have to work for it. We'll say, what about people who don't have seichel? 
right? Don't call out any names of someone you're thinking about, right? Let's say someone doesn't have seichel, or just someone doesn't know how to daven. And when I say doesn't know how to daven, I don't, I don't mean they don't know the words. I mean, like, a lot of times in life, we don't know how to daven. I can read Hebrew, but that doesn't mean I know how to daven, right? There are people who don't have seichel, they don't understand what it means to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They don't understand ultimately, again, what it means to reach out to the Rebbe Shalom. They don't understand some of the basic ideas of relationships. So what happens to a person like that who doesn't have the seichel, who doesn't have the wisdom to daven and to ask? So says the Rebbe something amazing. He says, those individuals, those individuals, he says, Eino ozvam, umisham, I'm sorry, Eino ozvam, this is wild. See, if a person has seichel, a person has wisdom, a person knows how to daven, a person knows that you have to put in the effort in life in order to get what you want, HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't give it to you without the effort. But if a person doesn't have seichel, right, the person doesn't know what to do. So many times in life we're lost, I don't know what to do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never forsakes the person without seichel. And if the person doesn't know how to daven for themselves, advocate for themselves, and put in their own personalistic effort, HaKadosh Baruch Hu never leaves them high and dry. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of them, recognizing that they cannot advocate for themselves. And he gives a mashal. For example, a son who is reliant on his father. So what happens? A parent, a father is happy to support his son. But once a father sees that his son is capable of supporting himself, the father says, no, go, go, go. Because that, that's part of a person's self-actualization, being self-reliant, being self-dependent, being independent. So we'll say, this is really beautiful. What the Rebbe is highlighting over here is that there are two different categories of people. There are people with seichel, and people without seichel, says the Rebbe. The people with seichel understand that you don't get unless you ask, and you don't get unless you advocate, and you don't get unless you put in the personalistic effort. Seichel Baruch Hu says, you know, like the emos, you know, you won't get that baby until you daven. That's the way it's going to work. So for those individuals, they don't get brachos Baruch Hu until they do what they need to do. But those who lack seichel, those who don't know what to do, or don't know how to do it, the Ribbono Shal Olam never leaves them alone, never forsakes them, and takes care of them, recognizing that they cannot take care of themselves. So look at the next paragraph. I'm about to say page Kufayin, hey, the bottom paragraph on the right. So I'm about to say, look how beautiful this is. So remember again, Rabbi Levi Yitzchok said, the Ribbono Shalom seems to be saying something additional and extraneous. Chadish Baruch Hu says to Yaakov, I will not leave you, I will not leave you, until I have done that which I have told you I will do. Kilomar, as this page, Kufayin, hey, left-hand column, so Chadish Baruch Hu says to Yaakov, after I do what I promised you, and I bring you back to Eretz Yisrael, as, when you get back to Eretz Yisrael, Kashbaku says to Yaakov, if you daven, I'll fulfill your requests. But if you don't daven, I won't give you anything. Well, the father is in just a moment. 
Baderech Kodem Shetikane Yisla Eretz Yisrael. But Hashbarach who says to Yaakov, before you come into Eretz Yisrael, Velo Yelecha Shnei Masar Shvatim, you won't yet have the Shvatim, as Ein Ata Adayin B'Shlemos, you're not yet complete, as Anochi Imach Ushmarticha Bechol Asher Telech. So we'll say, let me tell you this outside, and then I'll tell you what the Rebbe is saying inside, which is really absolutely incredible. So we'll say, if you look at the Pasuk again, so remember again, let me read it to you in the Chumash. So remember, how does the dialogue start? HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells, uh, tells, tells Yaakov Avinu. Tells Yaakov Avinu. V'hinei, Anochi Imach, right, God speaking to Yaakov, I'm going to be with you. Ushmarticha, I'll watch over you, B'chol wherever you go. V'ashivosicha el ha'adama hazos, and I will bring you back to Eretz Yisrael. Kilo ezavcha ad asher imasisi es asher dibarti. Ultimately, again, and the Chalish Baruch Hu says, because I will not leave you until I do that which I told you I will do. So says that is something as Yerbosai. So now, when you look at the students of Rabbi Yitzchak, you'll notice something amazing. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is promising something to Yaakov Avinu, even though what? Even though what? Yaakov Avinu hasn't asked for anything. He hasn't asked for anything. Yaakov didn't ask. There was no tefillah. There was no bakasha. There was no outreach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rebbe gives him this dramatic, overwhelming, beautiful promise, and Yaakov never even asked. So ultimately, says the Rebbe, do you know why? Because in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yaakov Avinu at this moment was an ish without seichel. Yaakov Avinu didn't know. He, he just did not know what to do. And understandably so, right? He's fleeing from his familial home. He's running away. He's venturing out into the great unknown. He doesn't have seichel. He doesn't have seichel. Sechel Baruch Hu says, Yaakov, don't worry. I got you. Because what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do for the person who doesn't have Seichel? Because you see, remember, the loving king abandons no one. So what happens if you don't have Seichel? What happens? What happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu steps in. He's going to take care of you. And that's the Pasuk. Was this after Yaakov said, if you'll take care of me? No. Wait, hold on to that. We're going to get Correct. Remember, what I just quoted to you over here, when God says to Yaakov, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to watch over you wherever you go. I'm going to bring you back to Eretz Yisrael. And I won't leave you until I do that which I told you. This is the opener. Yaakov hasn't said anything. Yaakov is shlofen, right? He's sleeping and he's dreaming. And Baruch appears to him. And this is the first thing that Hashem Baruch the first promise. So the Rebbe says, Hashem Baruch is promising and there's never even been a request. Because Yaakov in this moment was an ish without seichel. Was man without seichel. The Rebbe says he didn't have the shvatim yet. He didn't self-actualize yet. He wasn't confident yet. So therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You know what I do with a person without seichel? I take care of them. I take care of the person without seichel." And what does it mean? Ad ashkilo Because remember again, now we understand the last phrase. What does it mean when Hashem says, "I will not leave you until I do that which I promised you"? See, what Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, the Rebbe was telling Yaakov was like this. Here's what I promise you: I'm going to get you back to Eretz Yisrael. Because I'm confident that once you finish this circuit and you come back with your family intact to Eretz Yisrael, then you will have what? Then you'll have what? Seichel. And once you have Seichel, I'll do for you. But only if what? Only if what? Only if you ask. Only if you ask. Says the Rebbe, this must be a Gilgal or something over here, right? So, right, the, the, right, so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that says Rebbe Yitzchak is what is unfolding. That's that last phrase. Kilo ez zavcha. 
Ad asher imasisi eis asher dibarti lach. Yaakov, I won't leave you. I'm going to treat you like an ish without seichel, give you every single thing you need, even if you don't ask, until I get you back to Eretz Yisrael. But the moment I get you back to Eretz Yisrael is the moment that you have your seichel, and the moment you have your seichel is, if you want something, you got to daven. If you want something, you have to engage in dynamic activity. If you want something, you have to do something. So go back to the Rebbe. Go back to the Rebbe. Say, absolutely incredible. Az, Anochi imachu shmartich b'chol asher teilech, v'anochi esayel l'cha b'tztaka, afilu kishalo tisor atzmecha b'tfila. Amnam, achar sheasas hadavar shadibarti l'cha, but after I do that which I promised you, i.e. return you back to Eretz Yisrael, as lis orus hatachton ulatfila atatzarcha. I said, just let's learn about it just a moment. In Chasidus, there's a concept of is arusa dilaila and is arusa dilatasa, which literally means is arusa means an awakening, an awakening from above, an awakening from below. Is arusa dilaila refers to the fact that sometimes Hakadosh Baruch Hu does things for us even though we never ask. Is arusa dilatasa an awakening from below means. I do something. I do something to cause HaKadosh Baruch Hu to act. So the Rebbe says, essentially, Yaakov Avinu, I'm going to treat you like an ish without seichel. It's going to be total. It's Ararusa Dila'ela, awakening from above. But once you get back to Eretz Yisrael, as Lis Oros Hatachton, an awakening from below. In other words, motivation, action, Ulatfila Atatzarech. V'zeh. So says the Rebbe, that is the first part of this discussion. Right? The first part of this discussion is the Chashbaruch telling Yaakov, you know, everything he's going to do for him. Yaakov, you're an ish without seichel. That's not, you understand, that's not an insult. Right? Saying someone's an ish without seichel is not an insult. What Chashbaruch is recognizing is the same way that the father supports his young child because the young child is not capable of supporting himself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu supports young Yaakov because he feels that young Yaakov needs an incredible amount of support. So I will say that's what's unfolding over here. So therefore, but once you get back to Eretz Yisrael, you got to spread your wings. It's Orusa de Latasa and make yourself great. So I will say, here we go. So now watch this. Now I understand the first part of the Pasuk and now I understand even that what appeared to be a redundant phrase is not redundant at all. But rather, again, that's the expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, I will take care of you. Without you asking, without you davening, without you doing anything, I will take care of you, get you back to Eretz Yisrael, then it's time for you to take dynamic activity. Now watch this. What does Yaakov Avinu respond? So remember again, before we get to the Rebbe, what was Yaakov Avinu's response? Yaakov wakes up. And it is Manarah and he makes a neder. And what's Yaakov's neder? Im Elokim Imadi, if Hashem you are with me, Ushmarani Bedarachaze, and you watch me on this path, Asher Anochi Holek that I'm walking on, Vinosoni Lechem Lecholo Beged Lobosh. Shabbosai, remember what's the problem with Yaakov's statement? Yaakov is effectively what? He's he's restating, right? In other words, that like he's pretty much actually like like mimicking what Akadosh Baruch Hu said, right? If you're with me. If you watch me, if you travel with me on, on this path, and if you bring me back home, then you'll be my God. God just said that to you. God just said it to you. Why do you have to repeat it? So it says, Rabbi, get ready for this. Yaakov 
והיו השם לי לאלוקים. היינו, שיסייע לי הקהל אפילו כשאהיה בתכלס השלימוס, ואהיה בארץ ישראל, ויהיה בי כוח לעבדך, תסייע לי אתה בצדקה. So we'll say, watch this, says the Rebbe. Yaakov Avinu was saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rebbe Shalom, I appreciate, I appreciate the promise. But I'd like to ask for a little bit more. I'd like to ask that even when I get back to Eretz Yisrael, you will continue to proactively watch over me. You will continue to shower me with your tzedakah, with your divine kindness, even if I don't ask and even if I don't deserve it. So I will say to a certain degree, what Yaakov Avinu was asking for is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, continue to treat me like a child. Continue to treat me like a child who is fully and wholly reliant on the Father. Continue to treat me like a person who doesn't have the seichel, even once I get back to Eretz Yisrael. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all I want is your tzedakah. Because I, I can't rely on my actions or on my tefillos. What's happening over here is something amazing. What Yaakov Avinu was saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something so profound. He's saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to daven the way you need me to daven. I'm not going to be able to act the way you need me to act or to generate the spiritual positivity the way I need to. I'm scared that I won't be able to do it. So because I'm scared that I won't be able to do it, I need you to promise me that you're going to continue to give me like a person without seichel, like a young child dependent on his father, even when I get back to Eretisal. I will say, but I want to be clear. It's not Yaakov Avinu being lazy, right? It's not Yaakov Avinu saying, oh, I love to be the ish without seichel, right? There are advantages in life to not having seichel, right? You get, right, it's free. Everything is free. Just deliver it to your doorstep. It's fantastic. Like divine Amazon Prime. If you don't have seichel, right, everything just comes your way. It's wonderful. That's not what Yaakov Avinu is saying. Yaakov Avinu is expressing a genuine fear, a genuine fear. And really what it is, is a lack of confidence, I don't know that I could actually be the man you need me to be. See, the Rivon Shalom, which is amazing, is, is actually expressing incredible confidence in Yaakov Avinu. Because what he's saying is, you don't have Seichel now, but I'll get you back, I'll get you back, Tarot Yisrael, and you're going to be great. And you'll be self-reliant, and you'll daven, and you'll do, and you'll get what you need. And Yaakov Avinu, Baruch Hu, I don't, I don't know that I could do it. I, I, just, I just don't know that I could actually do it. So Yaakov Avinu asks for the tzedakah, even when he gets back to Eretz Yisrael. And that's why Yaakov Avinu says, Hashem, if you're with me, and even once you bring me back home to my father's home in peace, what does it mean when Yaakov Avinu says, because I say, it sounds like Yaakov Avinu is making a deal over here, right? God, here's the deal. If you watch over me and you travel with me and you guard me and you give me something to eat and something to eat and you bring me back home to my father's home, then you're my God. Then you're my God. Yaakov is make, making a deal. And what? And, and if you don't get enough to eat or you don't like the clothing, then God's not your God? So says the Rebbe, no, 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 no. What does it mean by Yashem Lilokim Kilomar? Kasher Ashuv Kuf Ayn Vav. Kasher Ashuv B'Shalom El Beis Avi. What Yaakov was saying, Kashparuch, even when I return home, Ani wrote, Sesha Hashem Yali Lilokim, what I'm asking is, even when I get back home, I'm asking for you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to watch over me 
with tzedakah, with chesed, like an ish that doesn't have seichel, who doesn't know how to take care of himself. Why? Because I'm too scared to rely on my actions. I'm too scared. I don't believe that I could garner the requisite merits. I don't believe that I'm capable of becoming the man you think I could be. See, I'll say, you hear what's happening over here? HaKadosh Baruch was telling Yaakov, I know where you are right now, but I know where you can get to. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you become the person you need to. I'm going to help you self-actualize. And once you self-actualize, you've got this. I'm not going to be the God of Tzedakah. I'm not going to be the father who takes care of young dependent children. You're going to be my adult child and I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you. But you have to ask. You have to engage in dynamic activity and you have to advocate for yourself. And Yaakov in the Sechlesh Baruch Hu, I don't think I can do it. I, I don't think I could do it. I, I don't think I could ever become that person whose actions stand on his own. I don't think I could ever become that person whose actions warrant or deserve divine blessing. I don't think I can do it. Isn't this an incredible exchange? I'm telling Yaakov Avinu, I have so much confidence in you. And Yaakov Avinu is saying, no, no, I don't have that confidence in me. He says, And I'm going to say, in general, in general, so the Rebbe says, this is often the hallmark of tzaddikim, that tzaddikim never feel that they have the requisite merit for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to grant their request. You know, I was thinking about this a little bit, and I was learning this piece by the Rebbe, you know, it's very interesting to note that when Avram Avinu argues to save stone, I just remember again, what was Avram Avinu's argument to save stone? What was the argument? 50, 40, 40, 40 so on and so forth. So what's here's what's so interesting. I, if I was Avram Avinu, if I was Avram, I would have a much more compelling argument. What's the more compelling argument? Save stone with the merit of? Me. me. Forget about stone. I mean, come on, I don't even know how many tzaddikim, right? I mean, young Israel of stone barely got a minion, right? You know what I'm saying? What do you, so, like, what, what, do you, what, what, do you, what are you trying to find tzaddikim? Say, God, I'm your man. I'm your man. And remember again, I do anything and everything you ask of me. Anything you want, I do. Right? Avram Avinu is the most trusted servant. Until Moshe Rabbeinu, right? By Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, Bechol Beisi Namanu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the most trusted servant. It's before Moshe, it was Avram Avinu. So why doesn't he just say, Baruch Hu, I'm ask- I never asked you for anything. Because remember, interestingly enough, Avram Avinu doesn't really ask Hashem for stuff. Even when Hashem promised Avraham a son with Sarah, remember what was Avram Avinu's reaction? Avram says, I have a son. I have a son. It's okay. I have a son already. Avinu could have so easily said, save stone in my merit, but he doesn't do that. Why doesn't he do that? Because the tzaddikim lack this personalistic confidence. Now I, will say, now, I want to explain what that means. You, you, on, the, on the other hand, you'll say, no, they don't, because Avinu advocated for stone. To argue against God requires a lot of confidence. Sadiqim have confidence to advocate for others, but they don't have confidence in their own piety and their own righteousness. Moshe Rabbeinu did the same thing, right? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu stands ready to go ahead and wipe out Klai on the aftermath of the Egel. Remember again, what was Moshe Rabbeinu's compelling argument to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? What was the compelling argument? Right, I'm sorry. First he wiped me out there, then he says, Lama Yomru Mitzrayim. What are the Egyptians going to say? Right? Why doesn't Moshe say, Do you know how much I've given up for you? I've given up every, every semblance of a normal life for you. I've never asked you for anything. I didn't, I didn't want any of this. I'm asking you to save the people in my merit. 
Because Moshe Rabbeinu deep down doesn't think he has the merit. But again, amazingly enough, the same Moshe doesn't think he has the merit is willing to go, what is it, toe-to-toe? Or is willing to go toe-to-toe with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's willing to butt heads. He's willing to argue. He's willing to say, you can't do this, but not based on his merit. See, the tzaddik, the tzaddik at the end of the day will argue vociferously for anyone in need, but the tzaddik deep down is always unwilling to rely on his own merits because he never feels that they're quite enough. It's this like double-sided, two sides of the coin on one hand, the tzaddik knows who he is and therefore feels confident to argue with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but yet the tzaddik is so humble that he will never bring up his own merits as part of this conversation. So the Rebbe says, so the, so the says well, we don't have to go through the rest of it, but this is what the Rebbe says, this is what's happening over here. So Rebbe says, so therefore again, if we just kind of bring this all together because it's just such a beautiful insight of the Pasuk, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to Yaakov Avinu and before Yaakov says anything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes him the promise. I, why are you making the promise? Yaakov never even asked for anything, says the Rebbe, because at this point in time, Yaakov Avinu is an ish without seichel. And the ish without seichel like a child being supported by his parent, the parent gives, even if the kid doesn't ask. The parent knows what the kid needs, and the parent gives that to the kid. That was Yaakov Avinu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I, I'm going to keep giving you, but once I get you back home, you're the man. You are the man. You are an Isha Seichel. Be confident. Daven, ask. I'll give you. I'll give you. But you have to engage. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to engage. And Yaakov Avinu is saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please, even once I get back home, v'haya Hashem li lelokim, I need you to continue to give me bechasad. This was the struggle between Yaakov Avinu and Hakadosh Baruch. And I will say, I think what the Rabbi, yes. So we see that Yaakov though established that confidence because when he goes to face Esau, he says in Lavangarti. A hundred percent, and that's the beautiful end of the story. Surprise, surprise! God was right, right? <laughs> Amazingly enough, I'm saying absolutely. Yaakov Avinu, in fact, becomes so dramatically confident that he's able, by the way, to face down Esau. He's able to fight that night with the Ish, right? The angel of Esau. He's able to stand his ground. So amazing enough, Yaakov Avinu, the man who lacked confidence and did not think that he could ever become a Bar Seichel, absolutely became the greatest Bar Seichel. Rabbi Said also gives us like an incredible, a number of incredible life lessons. So first of all, just to understand from, a, from, a, from the perspective of Hasidus, how the Ribbon Shalom leaves no man behind. No one's left behind. So those who can advocate for themselves, Chalash Baruch Hu says, if you advocate, if you ask, if you daven, I'll give you. If you don't ask, you don't advocate, you don't engage, I'm not going to give you. But those who don't know how to advocate, those who don't know how to daven, those who don't know how to do for themselves, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for them. So that's just an incredible, hopefully like, you know, envelops us in an incredible warm feeling that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us and cares for us so much. That's Aleph. Beis, I will say. We also have another incredible Yisod, which is that at the end of the day, you could only rely on HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take care of you like a young child for a certain amount of time. At a certain point, we have to take ownership over our lives. And we have to take ownership over our spirituality. Now, am I still wholly and fully dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Absolutely. I'm always dependent. But I both said, but I can't be a dependent who just sits at the table waiting for the next course to come out. Right? I'm dependent, but at the same time, I'm going to do my part. Whatever my part is. Sometimes my part is tefillah. Sometimes my part is chesed. Sometimes my part is parnasa. Sometimes my part is all of the above. I'm going to do my part. And that's our goal in life. We start out in life 
as an ish without seichel. And then it is, ours, it, is ours, it is our holy mandate to develop that seichel, to develop that sophistication, to understand that we're totally reliant on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but at the end of the day, I have to do my part to make things happen as well. Shkaya chava. Shkaya chava. Myra Vinna, Myra Vinna, the small base manager. Shkaya chava.